Welcome again to another series of uh, the new Game of Leadership Online Summit. My name is Irina Dimitrova, the host of the summit, and I have the pleasure to have Tolle Futitsidis uh, today with me. Uh, he's joining me for a very cool topic that uh, suits anybody in business, but especially coaches, consultants, anybody who is right now starting their business or wants to develop it. And the topic is called the art and science of transforming any relationship. And I'm sure that he'll convince you why transforming any relationship has to do with growing your business. <laughs> but I'll leave it all to him. Mm -hmm. Hi, Tolle. Good to have you. Uh, thanks for having me here. I'm really honored and glad to be part of this, which, I mean, it's really, really a big thing what you here uh, created. Not only this, but all this uh, ground learn platform. It's really exciting. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it. Uh, thank you too for joining because without you guys, uh, all the speakers that have joined, I wouldn't have done anything. But uh, I just wanted to share that it gives me a tremendous sense of fulfillment somehow because, um, you know, I don't see the direct impact at the moment, but I was talking to a friend this morning and I, and I thought even if one person or two people um, have, have started to think a bit more, think deeper uh, about everything, just become more self-aware in general, because this is not really only about leadership. It's about humanity. It's about what we are doing in general. Um, and of course, I've packaged it nicely in the new game of leadership and all the topics are evolving around it, but we are discussing human-centered topics in the end. So, you know, I'm, it gives me a sense of satisfaction if I have contributed to anybody um, becoming more aware and realizing things. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, very generous from you. And I really appreciate uh, your work and your efforts. Thank you. Thank you, Tolle. So what are we going to talk about today? So the art and science of transforming any relationship. So this is uh, really, um, it, it, it depends really on what someone defines as a relationship. It can, as you said already, it can be anything. It can be um, a work relationship. It can be at home with family, with friends, with clients. It can e even be uh, actually a relationship with this panel, because this is also a relationship. But we won't talk about those kind of relationships. We talk about human relationships. And there, um, uh, in the way we communicate, the structure is pretty simple, but we are quite messy dealing with uh, other humans because we are lacking some skills which we can uh, be taught we can train those skills mm -hmm. so so what exactly how what kind of services do you offer to people what do you train them and you before we started this talk you mentioned that your business has been growing more and more people are open to um, online coaching to mindset coaching to uh, marketing and branding coaching to strategy coaching, which is what you do as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's, um, um, I do, because my background is digital marketing mm -hmm. and I used back then also create websites. And uh, nowadays with the pandemic, um, more and more coaches are reaching out to launch their digital presence, their digital products. But uh, in a sense of what I, what I do is uh, aligning everything they do with who they are. 
And what I noticed a lot lately is people trying to find out who they are in all this and uh, to place themselves in all this noisy environment to stand out and uh, how I uh, like to call it is to, they want to be seen for who, who they are. But actually what they try to accomplish is to see themselves because mm -hmm. that's something we are lacking most. We cannot see ourselves. Who are we actually? And through everything we do, we try to fit in, stand out and do different kind of things. And at the end, you have seen people with a lot of followers feeling lonely and people being in a close circle with uh, family feeling so fulfilled because it's an inside job. Mm. So and, and, about... and no, no, no matter what, what, what I do, it's for me, all uh, steps we take with clients, it's about aligning them to their true values. Is your talk today going to be, or is our talk today going to be about others, about the relationships or about discovering the self? It's actually one and the same thing. There are no mm -hmm. others. Um, yeah. And the only way to, to see ourselves is through others and um, to understand that because what do others give us? What, there's abundance of feedback there. They feed back to us everything with posture, with uh, body language, with uh, and now even uh, it's harder because it's through the screen, but there's a trans, uh, transferring of emotions. And this is really hard for us to decode because we are stuck so much in the mind. And uh, there are some things I would like to start with. So we end up from, for me, which was, the most important lesson I got in my life, which hit really home and transformed a lot of uh, my reality, how I perceive myself and what's going on in my reality, because everyone sees the world differently. Mm -hmm. Great. Shall we start? Let's do that. Okay. So as I mentioned already, most of us, we have a need, a need of belonging. We want to belong somewhere. We want to be seen. And seen is not through the eyes. It's to be understood. We want others to feel and see who we truly are. And uh, through that, um, we, we, because we cannot see ourselves, we try to do different kinds of things in order to adapt to different relationships in order to belong somewhere. But let's take that one step before. What does it mean? Because there um, usually um, there are certain things that we say, let's, there is a fact, and then there is an assumption, an assertion about the fact. It can be in business, in, and most discussions go around that. Um, especially in coaching, when you coach people and they come with an issue and they have certain things that they're it's a given. Even if you see it in front of you, they say, this is a pen. And I want to challenge us today to say, to challenge even the fact, not only the assumption, the worldview, but also the fact that most of the times we can't even see a lot of things. 
And this is because we are stuck in our mind. And our mind is very, very, very limited. And in order to start that, I would, um, I'm sure most of people have heard of blind spots, especially in coaching. But I don't know if everyone is aware that we have physically a blind spot in our eye, in our vision. And therefore, I would like to do a test with everyone, which is called the blind spot test, which is very simple. You take just paper, fold it, A5. If you want, you can also participate. Mm -hmm. And once you fold it to A5, you do a cross and a dot. Like that. So the cross is on the left eye, the dot is on the right eye. Yeah, like that. Yeah, cool. So once you place it against your two eyes, yeah, so you focus with both of your eyes on the dot and you close with your hand the eye that's in front of the cross. Yeah. And now you try, you, you see only the, the dot, but in the edge of your vision, you also perceive that there's the cross. And once you start moving the, the paper a little bit closer to your eye or a little bit farther away, you will see that the cross disappears. It's not there anymore from a certain range. You have to play around. I didn't do it right. I think with me it yeah. became sharper. <laughs> yeah, uh, on a certain, on a certain, uh, it depends how far they are away. How it, it's a specific point where you can't see the cross by focusing. Mm -hmm. It disappears, mm -hmm. and there is no human on this planet who doesn't have this blind spot. And this happens for the. You can play around. If people see that later in the recording, they can play around until they see it. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is happening because our eye is constructed that way that let's say this is the eye and the light comes in. We have uh, light receptors back on the eye and all these light receptors come together on a dot, which goes then back to the brain. So it sees what we see mm -hmm. on that dot. This is inside the eye. We cannot see something there. Actually, it's blank. It's, it, it should be black. So we have two eyes, which is overlapping our vision. So we don't see it that way. But if we would have one eye and driving through the streets, you won't see everything. You won't see some people walking around, some bicycles, some motorbikes, even maybe some cars, because they're exactly on your blind spot. What does your brain do? is it matches what is surrounded by your blind spot and gives you information that's not even there. Here, it's easy because it's just white, but it does it so smart and so fast that uh, it can match everything. Can, you can be in the streets, you can be in the jungle, and if you're one-eyed, you won't see it. So imagine this happens with the vision, what happens with your perception of things that you think they're in a certain way, but they aren't because they're just put, because you can't see it. And that's the thing that people can't see what they can't see. And the only way to make them see things is by changing 
perception, uh, perspective, mm-hmm. like you did with the paper, a little bit front, a little bit back. So you change perception, uh, perspective, and you want, then you it's revealed what's in your blind spot. And how do we do this in coaching? With asking questions. It doesn't matter what I say to you. If you can't see it, it I can shout to you. I can hit you. You can't see it. You have to see it by yourself. And most of the times, the seeing in terms of worldview is experiencing it. That's why you have to find it out yourself. So one thing is that our mind doesn't show us things. That, that it thinks it's not important for us. It just filters it out and it says, okay, it's like that. It's okay. Move on. But most of the time, it can be important. So one thing is that. Let's keep that. So another uh, test is the nine-dot puzzle, which is, let me real quick draw it. It's you draw six, nine in a square dots on a piece of paper, and you try to connect these nine dots with four straight lines without going over a dot twice and without putting your pen off the paper. Just you lay down and you try to... I, I know the solution, so I'll be you know, because over it's, here. So. Yeah, so <laughs> most of them, but you have to see, even if, you, if I show you the solution, which is going outside the box, this is where think outside the box comes from, even if you know the solution, you have to really force yourself to think outside the box. That's true. To do the solution, even if you know it, because your mind gives you boundaries. Mm-hmm. It says it's here, 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 but you have to go outside the box in order to find the solution. So on the mm-hmm. one hand, we have things that our mind doesn't show us. And on the other hand, there it draws lines, boundaries, but they are not there. So mm-hmm. how trustworthy is our mind at the end in finding solutions, in connecting with others? So connecting with others is obviously not a mind thing because our mind is programmed for other kind of things, but not in that term, not in our growth and evolution and to connect with others and see other call it uh, third eye uh, intuition call it however you want this is we have to be literally out of our mind in order to move forward with logic is it five five lines not four four lines. lines four lines it's going like uh-huh Wait, go like that. Yeah, even I know a solution, I cannot fix it right now. But it's, <laughs> I think it's five lines. Yeah, no, no, it's with four lines. If, if you Google, okay. uh, well, I forgot about it the too. <laughs> nine dot puzzle, you will, you will uh-huh. find it exactly. YouTube videos, Wikipedia, whatever. This is where, where yeah. I think also the, because there is no box. And um, in order to challenge our mind there, um, since we cannot see, 
what is there. And sometimes we see things that are not there and believe to be true, which aren't true, like these boundaries, which there are no boundaries. So a very uh, wise posture is to be the dumbest person in the room, to identify ourselves with a not knowing mind, because this don't know mind is an open mind, which allows uh, us uh, things to appear that weren't there before because we couldn't see them. But in order to step into that, we have to be out of the mind, which means out of ego. So, and this is so simple that it's ridiculous. As an example, what is it? Don't know mind. Example, they ask you, would you like to have a cup of coffee? And you say, yes, of course. So you say yes to the, I would like to have a cup of coffee. It doesn't mean that they will bring you one. But we have connected that, that if someone asks us, do you would like to have a cup of coffee, that they will serve us a cup of coffee, which doesn't mean that they will bring us a cup of coffee. So even if, I, if they responded, yes, I will bring you one in a moment, and they show up without a, a cup of coffee, it's not against me again. I don't know what they're thinking, what they're seeing, if they forgot it, if they had uh, a message from uh, their wife, or that the kid is sick or whatever. And we are missing all these stories, everything that we can't see and we rush in conclusions. And we say that we have connected things that this has to be in a certain way. And we get offended. This example I told with a cup of coffee is really simple, but even that can set, make us, uh, piss us off with a colleague that used to do that again and again and again, mm. which doesn't mean they're uh, rude or they do it against us. So <clears throat> as we saw, there is a blind spot. Uh, the biggest blind spot of all is for me is myself. I cannot see myself. I cannot hear myself. That's why it's weird when you first time see yourself on screen or hear your voice because you see yourself from your inner ear, you're listening to you, or you see yourself only on the mirror. So ever try to take a selfie, which is not mirrored and post it, it's like it's not you. It's like it's someone else. And Im imagine what's happening with your um, expression, your fas facial expression, and all, I cannot see that. And in order to see, I, I see myself, perceive myself, how the world sees me, I need your eyes. I need your feedback. And there's where the problem starts. Because first, I cannot see myself. And second, I cannot decode your feedback because you have your intentions, I have my intentions. And therefore, I would like to present something to show you exactly the, the, the structure of how communication works. Am I allowed to share something? Yeah. I have to make you a co-host. Yeah, just a second. Yeah. So, mm, this is getting more interesting by the minute, by the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm really curious now to find okay. out how to solve this puzzle. Let's see. I hope I can then present it. 
Do you see it? Yes. Do you see it full screen or do you see also? Full screen. Okay, great. So, how does it work? First thing that arises are thoughts and emotions. Thoughts and emotions are felt like they happen at the same time, simultaneously, which is not true. First comes the thought, then this triggers an emotion. But most people are not aware of that. So let's put this in one box. Second, these emotions create an intention. This intention, a behavior. This behavior has an impact on others. And based on the impact we have on them, they build a story of who we are. Okay, looks pretty simple. The thing is, I see, see uh, uh, quote unquote, only my thoughts, my emotions, and my intention. I cannot see my behavior. I might have an idea how I'm behaving, but I don't perceive it. And the other people don't see my thoughts. They don't see my emotions. They don't know my intention. They only judge me by, by my behavior. The impact my behavior has on them and the story they've built around that. And what they're feeding back to me is my behavior or how, what this triggers to them. So there is a mismatch. We see different things and try to understand each other. So knowing that we don't see the, the same thing, I don't, don't see myself, this also helps us by stepping into the don't know mind by allowing the others to explain what they have experienced by me. And here comes another problem that since I only judge myself by my intention and they by the impact on others, you have probably if you have kids um, and they're running in danger, you're shouting to them, but you don't uh, see, judge your shouting, but you, you see only your attention trying to help them not being in danger. And they're shouting, but don't shout at me. They judge the shouting and we see only the intention. We cannot see what our behavior, what kind of impact it has on them. And now what I have also noticed that most of seminars, health service books, try to change your behavior. You cannot change your behavior. You have to take it from the beginning. You can only change your behavior if you start by observing your thoughts, your emotions, and your intentions. The behavior is the result of that. It's not a silo. So everything, you should do that. You should be kind. You should have a more calm voice. You should shake your hand like that. You should uh, have a more uh, a different kind of uh, body language. Doesn't work if you don't own that, if you don't feel that because the other person is observing you. It feels if this behavior is an alien behavior and not an authentic behavior. That's why we have perceived a lot of times salesmen coming to us back in the days before the pandemic and before the internet trying to push us trying to force us with a certain tactic which you said ah, something's missing here they often you, you can smell that there's a serendipity that ah, something's not correct here because they are following the rules based on 
how they should do certain things, which if authenticity is missing, the whole vibe of the conversation is going down the river. So we should start that from the beginning. Thoughts, emotions, intention, then we can change the behavior. But in order, first is to know that the others feed us back only what they see. And this is important to us in order to go then backwards and understand what triggered that behavior. And here I have a very, um, you would know the, some of the coaching habits is like ask one question at a time. Also leadership habit, being in a meeting and asking one question and then just being silent, allowing the other person to absorb that, think about the question and come with an answer or ask you to rephrase that question because they haven't understood that. So what happens here? Imagine you go into the meeting, you ask a question and you shut up. And then you observe the other people, how they change their face, how they make this dumb face at you. And the first thought that comes up maybe is, oh shit, I'm not enough. I haven't explained it correctly. So this thought triggers an emotion of not being enough, which the intention of I want to understand here, inspire changes into I have to prove myself that I am enough. This changes my behavior. This changes my entire body language. Triggered just by a thought, shit, this doesn't work. <laughs> I can't do that. Changes my feeling about the situation, my intention, and my behavior. So any rules based on behavior are forgotten at this moment because I'm triggered by a thought I observed. And this, what can we do about that? Is because this is a gift. This is for me the biggest gift if you can observe that, if you can observe exactly which thought triggered this change of your intention and change of your behavior, because then you can work on your thoughts, not on your behavior, but on your thoughts, what they mean to you and what kind of emotions come, come up when you have those thoughts. So, one, so let's say our job one is to understand. So the first thing you see what happens when the trigger, so let's, Take the same example when I'm asking one question and then I'm silent. My old habit is instead of being triggered by others, how they behave because the being silent creates attention and I have to be comfortable as a leader, as a coach with attention instead of being triggered by that and believing in the thoughts that I'm not enough, I have to explain myself and I have to convince who I am. My new habit is I will let that thought pass by. And here's the biggest trick for me, the biggest change. It's not again about what you will do, but who you are. 
And it's not again about doing because doing is the behavior. The biggest trick is about acting as if you are the leader you want to be. Acting as if the coach you want to be. That you don't have to prove yourself. And acting as if here is not faking it because in the heart of acting is empathy. And empathy in Greek means ensinesthesy, which means feeling into. So you play that role out. You play it, you feel it. So you go with intention in a conversation. You go with intention. It can be with your kids, with your wife, with your um, husband, with your boss, with anyone. If you go with an intention there that you're already there where you want to be, then what you do is a result of it. What we have learned so far from school, from our parents, from culture, is that we have to walk the having, doing, being path. You have a diploma, then you can do your job to earn money, and then you can be happy. Actually, life happens the opposite, which is first you are happy, fulfilled. Based on that, you do what you do, and you have the fruits based on being you will never never reach happiness by something outside yourself if you go online to create a followership of one million followers because you think this will allow you to be fulfilled and happy and to be seen this comes from a state of being which is a state of being of luck that i'm not enough and no matter how many followers you have, you will always have that feeling of not being enough. But if you act in a way that you are there already, then it will reflect back to you exactly this kind. And acting is not faking, as I said. It's feeling into. It's observing your thoughts. That if I'm loving myself, what would I do? What would that person do? that I admire so much, that uh, how would I react and not react, respond to the situation because the mind reacts and the heart or the soul responds and creates a new uh, opportunity. And this is by switching that and having that pure intention, I'm going to stop sharing here, is um, I want to I will quote here Neil Donald Walsh from his book, Conversations with God, which says, choose a state of being. Do this in advance for anything you are going to think, say, or do. Life has very little to do with what you are doing and very much to do with what you are being while you are doing it. The surprising thing about this is that through your pure intention, Beingness is transformed from a reaction to a creation. It's no longer something that arises out of an experience, but something you put into an experience. So in practical terms, what this means is that in the same situation, you would react with fear, anger, trying to sweat, the same situation, you welcome the situation because you have observed 
what happened last time. And you go into the same situation with a different state of being. And this intention won't work the first time, but it will help you observe what exactly triggered you to lose that part, to play another role, to become something else, because you have to serve certain fears that came up being triggered by others. And this is the, the game. This is the only game you have to play. No other game is needed. Just to observe who you are and choose who you are. You don't have to discover who you are because life is not about discovering yourself. It's about creating yourself. So you choose who you want to be and you act like that. And it doesn't mean that I can choose to be a doctor and act like a doctor. The state of being is more virtuous. Like, um, how would I behave if, if I would love myself? How would I behave if I would be patient? If I could listen? How would I behave if I would be fulfilled? And you can pick uh, certain qualities, especially those you feel that you don't have. Like, you want to be seen? Start seeing others first. You want to be loved? Start loving others first. How does a person who loves behave. The very moment you give to others what you want to have by others, the same moment you stop wanting it anymore, else you wouldn't give it. And this exchange of energy, exchange of emotions transforms everything because what happens there is, what is a relationship? A relationship is, um, you are in Austria, I'm in Greece. Austria is colder than Greece. If I move Kavala, Greece, a little bit northern than Austria, it will be colder. You just have to move yourself. You cannot change the other person. Actually, you can, but what actually changes is the relationship. It doesn't change. So once you move, your, you're in a blind spot. You move away a little bit, a few centimeters. They start seeing you because you moved. You started, you identified yourself with a different state of being. You stopped reacting based on the programs you have in your mind. And you started creating new experiences out of the same situations by stopping triggering this program. Because the, the mind is a computer, it's an AI. If this happens, then do this. And we are not our mind, actually. So we can control it. And what about the emotions? The emotions are a huge gift. It shows us direction. The emotion is something that gives us uh, insight about what we have to look into. Usually, there are, we say positive and negative emotions. They are not positive and negative emotions. Uh, it's a duality. So if I'm running away from negative emotions, what you resist persists. It becomes bigger, 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 because I'm not looking at it. So I'm giving energy to it because it still exists. Once I look at it and I stay with it, it transmutes and it shows to me my blind spot regarding this trigger I have. If I'm not brave, enough to look at it, I, will, I can't see it. I cannot bypass it. I cannot 
run away from it. It's there because it's not outside of me. It's inside me. So the emotions are guidance. It's like a compass. It's showing you where to look at. Oh, I'm angry here. Okay, I have to learn here something. Every time we feel angry, anger shows actually that we are not right. We see something that's wrong here. So I have to change my perception. There is a blind spot. And this then identifying myself with I don't know mind, which is an open mind. So, okay, show me what you see. Okay, you feel triggered by my, I get it. This wasn't my intention to offend you or whatever this. Um, tell me more about it. What did you see? And then they can start giving you quality feedback, which means you raised your voice or you made this with your hand and this have put me in a defense. And then you can start working with that. So, but... We are stuck in that because we want to be right, because we think we have read several books, we have read several, we have attended several workshops, and now we know it. And so we are right because we know it. And this knowing is a curse. This knowing is, doesn't allow us to connect with others. And I call it a posture of generosity because generosity translated means brave gift is giving my attention to what you see killing my ego for a few moments that i want to be right and knowing that i don't know and with a pure heart genuine with really purifying this intention and saying okay tell me more every time every single time the trigger is, this is not right, this is not correct, I can switch it to, okay, tell me more. Tell me what you see. Sitting next to you and seeing with your eyes, feeling what you feel. And this is in the heart of leadership, of coaching is empathy. And empathy is really to feeling in, not only seeing what they see, but also following their patterns, what they thought, what they felt, what was their intention, and then everything changes. If I start seeing the other person and through their eyes, I can see myself, what I have done or not done, what I could have done. And so I can start working on myself until I cannot feel what the other person is feeling and see what they think of what triggered all that. I'm tapping, I'm a blind person. Without your eyes, I'm blind. So the change of position uh, is actually in the thoughts and emotions and not in the behavior. Not, not in the doing. It's who you are while you're doing. Because someone could take, okay, I'm, I have to listen more. I have to ask um, um, what the other person is seeing. But the other person is feeling it. We have radars. It's called bullshit radars. Like you're bullshitting with me. You don't, you're, you're not really caring about what I'm seeing, what I'm thinking. You just try to f fake a connection in order to serve your agenda, your intentions, which are not pure. 
So in order to change that and create a real connection, is you have to purify that, uh, that intention. And then that connection, building rapport with the other people, then everything changes. It doesn't mean that we agree. It doesn't mean that I have to agree with your opinion or what you're seeing, but if I can see what you see, then we are talking about different things. But in order to step into that, it's not about doing. It's not about listen more. I cannot listen if, if, if I'm triggered. If my ego is triggered, I cannot listen. So where does the ego reside? Is it in the thoughts and emotions or in the intention? The ego is the mind that triggers the automation, mm -hmm. the programming that uh, it's an AI for me. It's a robot. It's I, I, the ego is not against us. The ego is, I taught the ego to operate in a certain way. This is danger. This is good. This is bad. No, 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 no. And based on that, uh, it reacts on, and I have to step back and not being identified by those uh, labels and saying, okay, I'm missing here something. There's something here for me. There's a gift for me. Okay, there's no good and bad, no right and wrong. This is no danger. This is all bullshit. Okay, show me. I don't know. I don't know. But purifying that. And until you reach that uh, state of being pure with other uh, people, it's a training. It's an ongoing process. It's observing your thoughts observing your emotions and say, ah, okay, something's missing here. I have to, to see from a different angle. I'm still triggered here. And then you can ask better questions. And that's what it's all about. It's not knowing the answer already, but asking better questions, which then is more quality feedback to yourself. And then you can start observing yourself better, working on yourself better. Until then, it's an ongoing loop. And, um, and I think everyone know how, how it, uh, it's easy to go to Nepal on, uh, with the monks and sitting there quietly and do meditation. There's no trigger. There's no, there are no other people. There are no relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, try to do that at home with your kids and your family and your boss and your co colleagues. I mean, in meetings and in calls with clients. We all the time, feedback is, uh, there's everywhere, everywhere. Even if someone doesn't say anything, <laughs> it's feedback. Right. So we know what they did. We know what they said, but we don't know what they mean. That's the thing. And there's then going deep into the conversation and saying, okay, I hear you. I hear what you said. What do you mean? really? Tell me so I can understand. And having that pure intention to understand this from, then you sit next to the other person. With that intention, it's like we are team players. It's not you against me. We're sitting together here. We're trying to figure, find a solution. It's not anymore pointing to the problem, but then we go into solution mode. It changes everything. Awesome. So you would... I, I'm really enjoying this talk, by the way. It's, it's the way I see things as well, but you've just put it very nicely visually and you explained it tremendously. I said this to somebody uh, uh, earlier, somebody in the, 
on the summit, but I actually think that you would also make a great uh, person for a TED talk. This is an excellent tech, TED talk topic. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we all want, especially in these days, peace of mind. Everyone wants to have peace with themselves. And we uh, try to find that outside ourselves. And this is how can there be a world of peace if I'm not at peace? The world is how I believe it to be. So peace can only find, can only by change of consciousness, change of perception. And once you have achieved to be at peace, you will see peace in the world. But it's an inside job. And it's, uh, this journey is uh, so exciting. And by seeing every relationship as a gift for yourself, for the evolution of your soul. I mean, the, the game of life changes because then we become curious again, like kids, like, oh, what, what else can I find out? What's more there for me to figure out? And it's amazing. And just a final comment, question and a joke at the same time. Do you think that if I want to have a lot of followers, I just need to be a great follower to somebody? Uh, um, I think um, uh, to have a lot of followers, you can buy them, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> but um, this, this brings me back to the six levels of knowing, which uh, if you find a true leader who knows that they know about life and how this works, they, want, they don't want you to be their follower. They don't want followers, actually. Yeah. And um, they are not defined by followers, by their status, by their... It's not... And, uh, and following others is uh, also a very important thing because uh, I think you can be inspired by others, but not following their steps mm -hmm. because you have your unique path, which is your own darkness, you have to go through that. If you follow a path that is uh, full of light, it's not your path <laughs> because someone else all already built a road there, which doesn't mean it has to be a hard path, struggling and pain. No, it doesn't mean like that. It's just to be knowing that stepping into the darkness, it's okay, it's part of the game. Mm -hmm. I guess we won't be in physical form if there was no darkness in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, at the end, uh, what needs uh, start to shine? Shitload mm -hmm. of darkness. <laughs> That's, <what I> <laughs> That's so true. How, how, how can you know that you are light if there is no darkness? That's true. Yeah. You won't shine in light. <laughs> so that's how the game is here. Duality, the opposites. And uh, if there are no bad guys, how can you know you're a good guy at the end? So appreciate and honor the bad guys because they are playing this game in order for you to define yourself of what you choose to be. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tolle. And thank you for having me here. I hope uh, uh, I could uh, give that uh, information in English because I'm lately only speaking Greek. That's perfect.
Yeah. I'm sure that people appreciate it. Where can people find you if they need a consultation and what exactly do you do for them? Maybe you repeat it once again, just for people yeah, to um, Because it's, it's really hard to say uh, in one, two lines what I'm doing. Um, Okay, it could be... Take more, uh, explain yeah, it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> explain awakening, it uh, awakening new possibilities, helping them seeing things that they haven't seen before, uh, revealing their blind spots and helping them return to their path. And what I've seen is that once you are on your path, everything, you, you, you're so fast, it, the speed goes... I mean, then you start manifesting. So it's not about... You can, that's what I said earlier. Uh, we can be inspired by others. We can uh, take a sample by others. We can copy certain things by others. But at, at the end, it's your thing and you have to own it. And that's why I'm helping people. Being in business, being in personal relationships, being in uh, uh, everyone who has uh, any struggle with uh, a loss, they're stuck. So we can have a call and talk about it, a discovery call. And if there is a match, I would be glad to dive into that together. Mm -hmm. And otherwise, your website is? Totally, T-O-L-E dot E-U. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Great. you can. I will have all your social links below the video. Okay, but, thank you. you. Know, for people to hear it, they hear the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks very much. It was really fun talking to you. As always, <laughs> come <Yeah>. back again. <laughs> yeah, it would be fun. Yeah. I'm always available for such gigs. <laughs>